0: I'm Tavis Smiley. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. June is Black Music Month, in case you've just tuned in, uh, as we do every June. All three hours of today's program, we are playing the music of uh, Sly and the Family Stone. We uh, pick a different artist of the day every day during Black Music Month. And again, that featured artist today is Sly and the Family Stone. So all three hours of our program today, you'll be hearing, as we move in and out of these segments, the music from Sly Sylvester Stewart is his real name Slide the family stone. A conversation now with uh, the CEO of Lindustry, Everett K. Sands, uh, about the true meaning of this debt-seeding legislation signed by President Biden over the weekend after weeks of anxious negotiations about a potentially catastrophic default by our government. Uh, uh, We just had a conversation with the Democratic strategist Basil Smykel about the politics of this. Now I want to talk about the money uh, part of this deal, and I'm uh, pleased to welcome Everett Sands back to this program.
1: Everett, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Happy Monday.
0: Happy Monday to you, man. Good to have you on for these uh, few minutes here. Uh, let me start with a bit of a big question, and we'll, we'll narrow it as we move through these uh, these uh, twenty minutes or so that we have in this conversation. Um, as 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 one who is the CEO of a, of a major lender uh, <laughs> like Lendistry, I'm I'm curious as to how this deal impacted or didn't impact, affected or didn't in, uh, or, or affect. Just how you process this as one who's in the banking in the
1: money uh, field. Yeah, well, first of all, every country that has any type of economic prowess invests in the United States in some way, shape, or form. And just like if I were talking to you, Tavis, about your own personal credit or something like that, Mm -hmm. the United States not paying its bills would be a problem. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right. So so, and then when I think about from a lending perspective, just to answer your question directly, that would cause, quite frankly, interest rates to go up because that would mean that the United States government and everything connected to it, which is all of us, are less likely to pay our bills as well mm-hmm. for a variety of different reasons. And so therefore, we'd be higher risk and therefore interest rates would shoot through the roof. And so you'd see money pulling out of our economy. And once money pulls out of our economy, that's what we call a liquidity crunch or lack of capital. Mm-hmm. And when you have lack of capital, that means high interest rates for those who get the capital.
0: Hmm. Um, what To your point uh, about, about these other countries, what do you make of the fact in Basel sort of... Uh, uh, tiptoed around this earlier but you're in the industry so you can talk about mm-hmm. it more expressly what do you make of the fact that this is really a manufactured issue um, m- most civilized nations in the world don't even have this issue but every couple of years we get into a fight about a debt ceiling and it's not the way most <laughs> governments even run but only in the U.S. Um, could we have a debate like this every couple of years what do you make of that the difference between the way we run this country and other nations don't, don't even have this fake issue as it were
1: You know, I, I totally agree with that that it is it is a it is a self-afflicted wound, so to speak, to the federal government. And I would not only say other countries, but even on a state level, I mean Tavis, you're sitting in California, if California doesn't pass the budget, the legislators don't get paid. Their pay checks are connected to the budget. Mm-hmm. So if there was a budget hold or budget not getting approved, they wouldn't get paid. And coincidentally, it doesn't work that way with the federal government. They get paid regardless of whether there's a budget holdup, whether there's a debt ceiling or any of that for some reason. And I'm not trying to be mean or anything like that. But for some reason, our congressmen and women and senators, et cetera, uh, you know, and House representatives, you know, they all get paid. So Mm. I, I think there's a little tweak you can make just cut the paychecks or make the paychecks go with the debt and go with the budget and you'd see this you'd see uh, debt ceiling, you know, ten year agreements and twenty year <laughs> agreements. <laughs> yeah, if they if they're, yeah, if their if their money's
0: at stake, yeah, you may be you may be right about that. Um to right. to, to your mind, is there any real impact uh on uh this uh debt deal For everyday people, I I, I totally get that we are the government. And it's important to remind ourselves that we're the demos. This is us. It's not like we're talking about some entity outside of us. We are the U.S. government. They work for us. This is our money. Um, But I was saying to Basil um, uh, earlier in this conversation, earlier in the hour, that there's nothing in here that I think the American people everyday people, that is, are going to feel in the short term. There's a lot of stuff in this, but nothing's going to be felt in the short term. That is another way of saying that uh, I'm not sure uh, that President Biden will get the credit perhaps he deserves for getting it across the finish line. That, we could debate that all day long, but there's nothing in here that everyday people are going to feel necessarily. Uh, they're not going to feel like their lives got better three months from now because of this debt bill uh, being agreed to. So to your mind,
1: how does this or not impact everyday people? That's a great question. So, first of all, let me say they would have felt it if the deal was not cut. Right. So let's be very clear about that. Okay. You, 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 whether it be their four one ks, their mutual funds, their pensions, their stock, you know, corporations would have said, "Oh, we have higher uh, interest payments, so therefore, we're going to have to lay people off." They would have felt it if the deal wasn't cut. So let, let's make sure we get that out of the way. So we're we're happy that the deal got cut now. The other side of your question is 96 programs got cut roughly $28 billion in total, and I think we're going to feel it in different parts of the country depending on what you deal with. So, for example, if you're a business owner, the Minority Business Development Agency, MBDA, just got approved to have its own congressional budget and they just cut it by 50%. 50%. Mm -hmm. So the activity that that group would have been able to do on a regular basis to improve minority businesses is probably going to be limited because their budget got cut 50%. Now, the numbers, it's going to say 96 million, 96 million of 28 billion is not a big number at all. But if you do it by percentage of their budget, which is 50%, you know, just like I do, Tavis, if somebody went in and cut 50% of your earnings, uh, it would change the game for you immediately, sure, right? And sure. this, this is effectively what happened this weekend. They got cut by fifty percent, and so I, I would assume that's going to be innovative and stimulating, prog- stimulative programs that they were about to build upon are now going to get cut off, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to job cuts. At least that's what I'm kind of hoping because you know I don't like job cuts mm-hmm. in this type of scenario. Uh, but but we will fill it there. Some other things you know, public health and social services. Now this is the emergency fund got cut by nine point nine billion, ten billion. That was really the big cut. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things where you don't need it till you need it, right? Yeah. So it's like when you need it, and I'm talking you know, floods, hurricanes, things like that. That's when that type of stuff will kick back in. The good side of that is maybe there were other play- places that they can pull from, a FEMA or somewhere mm-hmm. like that, although FEMA did have a slight budget cut as well. Food supply and agriculture, pandemic response to those programs got cut. I we, I think we all tend to think that the pandemic is over, but we do know that there's some areas where there's still people going to food pantries and going to shelters, and you know, they're not quite right yet, mm-hmm. right? So we hope cuts like that, don't have such a major long-term effect, you know, highway infrastructure programs got cut by 2.2 billion. So, I mean, be honest with you, I, I don't like potholes. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, I'm curious is that, you know, am I going to have to buy a new tire because of this, right? So, I mean, again, I'm, I'm trying to be facetious about it, but I think there are some places where we might feel it in every day. It might not be as aggressive as, you know, we might. It, as it would have been if the deal was not cut. But we're definitely gonna do those ninety six programs, they affect definitely some of your listeners. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um and and, and, you know, and the extension of your listeners, you know, their family members, etc. Yep. Yeah. What what's fascinating
0: for me about this, and we'll talk more about it when we come forward here in just a second, um, is that President Biden got great credit um uh, for passing that infrastructure mm-hmm. bill um uh, some months back. Uh that was a sure. fight and he, he got it passed. And now uh mm-hmm. to 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 get this debt deal done um, uh, you hear uh, Everett Sands pointing out all the things that are being cut. So, some of the stuff <laughs> that we were celebrating months ago in the infrastructure bill, now we see these cuts to these programs to get the debt deal done. So it it's 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 one step forward and two steps backwards. Um in 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 many of these mm-hmm. instances and it's just hard to know uh, where we really are uh, given that kind of math. When mm-hmm. we come forward though speaking of math, uh, I want to ask um uh, Everett uh Sands, in this moment whether any of this uh debt uh deal impacts borrowing and lending in this critical moment. Um uh, we were, we were told that if this, if this hadn't gotten done, uh, we would have started defaulting on our bills here right about now in early June. But I'm wondering whether any of this, or for that matter, anything else that he wants to tee up that we should be aware of will affect the notion of borrowing and lending in this particular moment. Uh, our guest is Everett Sands, CEO of Lendistry. You're listening to him right now on KBLA Talk 1580. Indeed, our guest is Everett uh, K. Sands, CEO of Lendistry. And, uh, let me just do this right quick. Uh, I've been getting, um... Uh, phone calls and text messages all morning that I just haven't had a chance to get to. Uh, And I was trying to hold on this, but it it apparently is out. And so I cannot hold on it anymore, (laughs) any longer. Um, It is true for those who are asking. Uh, Dr. Cornel West has announced he is running for president. That is true. Uh, Corner West has announced he is running for president. Uh, he will be a guest on this program in the very, uh, very, 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 very short term. <laughs> so read into that what you will. Uh, we'll have him on to talk about the campaign. Uh, but he has announced uh, that he is entering the U.S. presidential race. Uh, he says that uh, and I'm quoting now. We're at such a low point in the American empire. Uh, it's spiritual decay and it's moral. Immoral uh, decadence are so profound that we have to begin on the founding level of a spiritual awakening and a moral reckoning. Organized greed, institutionalized hatred, routine, uh, indifference to the lives of poor and working people of all colors. Uh, he goes on um, with his statement, uh, but uh, that's the Cornel West that I know. As most of you know, he and I have been friends and brothers for 30 plus years. Uh, and uh, he has announced that he is running for president. And we'll talk to Dr. West about that. So everybody seems to be getting in this race. And he certainly will. Uh, he will certainly play to a very significant, uh, I think, slice of the uh, progressives in this country uh, with his message. And we'll uh, we'll interrogate him about why he's running and what he hopes to accomplish uh, in the near future. But Cornel West, yes, for those who keep texting me and asking me, is it true? It is true. Dr. West, <laughs> my friend and brother of uh, three-plus decades, is in fact um, uh, running for Presidency of these United States. That's enough for that for now. Uh, until we get him on the program and talk about it in more detail. Um, Everett Sands, I was uh, asking you before that break whether or not this debt deal, um, in any way, impacts what you do, uh, impacts uh, those of us who need to borrow money for a variety of things. Does it impact um, uh, borrowing and lending in in America?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that the the first way to think about this is that if we if the debt deal did not get happen or if it did not occur mm-hmm. what would be what were people flood their money to and typically they would have taken it away from treasury so let's just talk about this in a very basic term you believe that that hundred dollars in your pocket is worth a hundred dollars ten dollars is worth ten dollars twenty dollars is worth twenty dollars if there was any doubt that that money was not at that same value you would then say okay well this money's not worth this much let me look for something else and people have a tendency to go towards gold and mm-hmm. silver and precious metals and other types of commodities and so i and so what would have happened is that that money would have left what we call treasuries and treasury uh, and treasury bonds treasury maturities treasury bonds And then it would have went into those other types of commodities and and precious metals. And so, therefore, your dollar would have been worth less. And so... If that were to happen, then a lending institution like, like ours would say, okay, we have less money to lend because the money has now left the system and it's went into gold and silver. And, you know, you, you come to me you say, hey, I want to buy a house, I want to buy a building, I want to invest my business, and I hand you a gold bar. He's, what do I do with this? <laughs> I was hoping you were going to give me cash, mm. right? And so, and so that would have caused a restriction because the debt that went through, the markets are now flowing as they should and as they would, and while we don't have excess capital yet if there were some people who were reserving or were nervous they're now going to go and invest in the market and so we want excess cash not i mean there's a lot of arguments here from i'm I'm not talking about inflation right now i'm just talking about from a lending perspective we always want cash to flow through so that then lenders banks and institutions etc have the ability to lend i also want to make sure because we talked about this last time i want to make sure when um, your listeners know where the money is flowing. So mm-hmm. one of the things that we just talked about was $28 billion leaving. We talked about the Inflation Reduction Act. But you can watch the way the U.S. government and the U.S. economy is going by where they make cuts and where they don't. Mm-hmm. There were no cuts made to clean energy and energy-related items. For the first time in the U.S. history, there's going to be more money spent on clean energy than on fossil fuels. So let me say it differently. There's going to be more money spent on things that are energy efficient than oil. And we're talking $1.7 billion a day Mm -hmm. versus a billion dollars a day. Mm -hmm. So if you just take a step back and say, how do I get a piece of this? This is where I want your audience to start thinking about, you know, where could they be involved in energy efficient businesses, whether that be cars whether that be things related to the home, whether it be solar panels, you know, I want to make sure that we, we encourage the audience to follow the money and flow Mm -hmm. with the money. Yeah. No matter where they're at. Yeah. I see that,
0: that right there, that right there is worth the price of admission. Just that one piece of information. And this is why I say all the time, um, at our best, um, we are trying to bring you voices that you wouldn't hear otherwise. Uh, Everett Sands is the CEO of Lindustry. Uh, that's a big deal. Uh, uh, they're loaning billions and billions of dollars uh and uh, it's it's an honor for us to have him uh, on this program but that kind of analysis right there is not the analysis you get anywhere else so he just told you something that most of us didn't realize that uh that the thing that did not get cut in this in this debt deal uh was money for clean energy and he's giving you um a heads up that uh the future uh is is uh in that uh, in that direction uh and if you want to um uh, Chase the money, or find the money, or get, or, or get some of the money. Um, you might want to be thinking about some sort of um, business, some sort of idea that will put you in that clean energy space. Uh, I receive it. Hope you receive it as well. Our remaining moments with Everett Sands when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580 encouraged me that moments ago when I mentioned that Cornel West, Dr. West, is running for president of these United States, I did not clarify, I didn't uh, tell you what party. He's not running as a Democrat, um, and for those of us who know him well, uh, we, we would be uh, surprised if he were to do something like that. Uh, that's not his party. Uh, he's running uh, as a candidate for the People's Party. Uh, so just to be clear, we'll talk about that more in the days ahead when he comes on as a guest. But he's running uh, as a president candidate for the People's Party, as he says, to reintroduce America to the best of itself. So for those who may have assumed he's running as a Democrat, he is not running uh, as the candidate for the People's Party. Again, more about that in the days to come. In our remaining moments with Everett Sands, about 90 seconds here, Everett, let me, let me come back to this question I raised earlier and ask it more precisely. Uh, whether or not, given all that's happening, even beyond the debt deal, just with, with uh, uh, everything happening in the economy, whether or not now is a good time or a bad
1: time to be borrowing, period. Yeah, I think no matter what the interest rates are, no matter where the economy is, the first question someone will need to ask is, "What am I going to do with the money?" Right? Anytime money makes money for you, it's a good time. Anytime it's not making money for you, uh, then you need to just check yourself and kind of say, "What? Why am I doing this?" Right. And there are times where you could argue, "I'm buying a primary residence for a house." I'm I'm going to be doing an investment that I'm, you know, I'm playing kind of a longer game here and I'm just learning or something like that. I would argue student loans are like that. Um, but but generally speaking, money should be making money for you, especially if you're a business owner. So if you're taking out money, it's to improve, expand, or enhance something.
0: Yep, Appreciate that answer. Um, I've invited Everett Sands, the CEO of Lindustry, to join us on this program um, when his schedule permits to talk about any uh, number of uh, money issues. And um, if you're going to hear it, you might as well hear from somebody who's who's dealing in money every single day. Uh, And as CEO of Lindustry, that's exactly what he's doing. I'm pleased to have had him on this program today. Everett, we'll talk somewhere down the road. All the best. You have a great rest of the day, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Good to have you on. Uh, Coming up after news, traffic and sports in our two, 55 years ago today, a bullet rang out at the Ambassador Hotel here in L.A. on Wilshire Boulevard. And uh, that bullet hit robert f kennedy uh a day later january 6th uh 1968 he was uh unpronounced dead um uh, but um they shot and killed rfk uh, just two months after killing mlk and we will commemorate the 55th anniversary of his assassination when we get to hour two here on kbla talk 1580 kbla 1580 santa monica